Hello. Today we're joined by Jim Haupt to hear about his experience with sports over the years and how it is connected to his faith. Jim, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I, I can um, introduce myself and my background, I guess. is um, So my name is Jim Haupt. Um, I played a lot of baseball. So I guess when we're talking about sports, played in high school, played in college. As soon as I graduated from college, I actually got right into coaching the first year after college. So this is my 29th year and I actually coached 29 years. So five of the first five I spent um, as the J Junior Varsity coach at North Warren Regional High School. And then I got into the varsity position in 1999. And over the last 26 years um, or so have been coaching varsity. I guess that's more like 22 years, but yeah. So I've been coaching varsity since then. So um, just actually got out of coaching this year um, high school baseball to try to help coach Jarrett's team uh, and, and so forth. So uh, certainly I think I can talk to you a little bit about, you know, my religion and, and the role that it would play in, in coaching and in sports. I think there's some certainly parallels to what I've been doing there. Cool. So when it comes to um, sports and your religion, they obviously probably influence each other because they are both kind of significant parts of your life, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think the, um, your faith has impacted the way you've approached sports and the way you, like both playing and coaching? So that's a very good question. Um, and I can take all the way back to, to growing up. I can remember when I... When I was young and my father was the United Methodist minister. And so growing up, um, it was, there will be no sports on Sundays. Sundays is church and youth group and you won't play sports. And of course, back in my days, which was a while ago, there were no club sports and people didn't play on Sundays, especially in you know small communities in Pennsylvania. There was nothing on Sundays but church. Everybody went to church. I can remember one year I got into a bowling a bowling group uh, a team um, of young kids when I was 12 and we actually went to the championship but they made the championship on Sundays and uh, for the longest time my father said you're not going you're, it's a Sunday you're not going and um, eventually he, he relented and, and allowed me to go in the afternoon after church but so my point is there's always been some sort of conflict and I think that conflict is only increasing nowadays when everything is occurring on Sundays and I, I see that with my own son about how the conflict arises of attending church or attending sports. And, and it is problematic. And from my standpoint, I tend to think of it as, as a mindset. Being a Christian should change the way you are athletically from a mental standpoint. That's what I tried to bring to the table as a coach. Um, you know, when you're working with young kids, and everybody wants to be the best, thinks they're the best, tries to be the best, and wants to win. And that can't always happen. So I try to approach that with an honest mindset, um, you know, always telling the kids where I saw them, always giving them reinforcement and trying to 
trying to support them in any endeavor that they do from an athletic standpoint. Um, now, that I guess is where some, again, some conflict comes into play because from a you know, religious standpoint, some people look at, you know, if you're a Christian, you can't be quote unquote mean. And, um, you know, as a coach, I, I was challenging. I was tough. I was mean sometimes, I, I guess you could say, because I did not believe in my kids not giving 100% effort. And when they didn't give 100% effort, I would certainly let them know about it. Um, to me, that's more honesty than anything. Um, I just think it's being brutally honest. When, it, when a kid isn't putting forth the effort, I tell them. When a kid, frankly, doesn't have the skills to be in the starting team, I tell him that too, um, from my opinion. Um, and I tell him what he has to work on. That sometimes is deemed negative. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, religion has to impact the way you treat kids. And I've always tried to look at it that way. I try to treat other kids the way I wanted to be treated. I can be hard at times. But on the same token, I'm there, you know, lifting with them in the weight room, spending time with them in the summer break, lifting and throwing and that kind of stuff. Because I enjoy being around young people and in my case, my young baseball players, because they're great kids, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've kind of been talking about how your faith and your religion has influenced the way you approach sports. And I was kind of curious because that seems like the natural question that I would have. But on the other hand, has there ever been times where your participation in sports has influenced the way you looked at your faith or practiced it? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I think a lot of times, um, and if I'm being brutally honest again about myself, when I played sports, I don't believe that my religion, my belief system was where it needed to be. And I sometimes, many times, got way too involved in the competitive nature of athletics and, and viewed other people as my competition and didn't care what I had to do to try in my mind to get to the top. And I think that's where everything kind of goes awry. And so I always tried to tell my team, and, and I think, again, this affected my belief system because it kind of helped me to understand who I wanted to be based upon uh, my Christian religion. And, and that was, you know, I don't want to beat everybody because they're at their worst. You know, I don't want, you know, for example, if you're playing shortstop for the other team, I don't want to beat your team because you make five errors and I sit in the other dugout laughing at you going, yes, she made five errors. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I want to beat teams or other people or kids from competition standpoint. I want to beat them when they're at their best, when they're playing their best. I just want to play better. Do you know what I mean? That's to me what it's all about. And that's where I kind of, let's say, grew to as my career went on. It was very hard in the beginning um, because we lost a lot. And then, let's say in the middle of my career, we began winning a lot. We had a lot of good players, and we won a bunch of championships, you know, conference championships, sectional titles, whatever. And then when you reach that level, you start to grow as a coach. You realize, first of all, it's not all you. And second of all, you know, 
there is some talent level. We do play well. So now what is it about? Is it just about winning or is it about how you win? You know what I mean? So I grew a lot and, and I think I took that back to my religion, understanding that, you know, this is what religion is. It's a change in your mindset. It's a change in your heart, really. And I know we talk about a lot of that a lot in Sunday service. You know, when you allow Christian values to overtake you, they overtake your heart. Um, you know, what, what, you know, as a, you know, tough athletic coach, we don't walk around saying, I love you, but I've also talked to my players and said, guys, I love you guys. I love this team. I want nothing more than for you guys to experience the joy um, of places I've been and successes I, I've had that we can bring to you. So you guys experience that because I want that for my players. I want to see that celebration, the dog pile on the mound, that kind of stuff. To see kids with that kind of excitement. I think that's where I see, you know, taking that back to, to religion, just the, the lessons I've learned coaching as I've grown and become what I think is a better coach. Um, I think I've taken that back to religion so that I understand how my religion affects my whole life. Yeah, for sure. I think you definitely kind of got into what I was wondering about because, you know, all the lessons that you learn from sports over the course of playing and then coaching it definitely sounds like they kind of integrated into just like your value system and the way you want to like live your life and help you grow as a person. And that obviously your religion is part of you. So it helped develop that as well, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, again, it certainly goes back to athletics. Like it's a game and you need to have fun with it. And sometimes in the overall competitive nature of things, you lose that you're so focused on, you know, winning. And then, you know, even in college, let's be perfectly honest, it's more like a job than it is a game. Um, and then, you know, when you start coaching, you know, a lot of times you think it, it reflects upon you. I want to win because that makes me a good coach. But ultimately, like, if I coach poor players, I, I, I'm the coach. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm poor or good. And if I coach really good players and win, doesn't mean that I'm poor or I'm good. So you have to take that mindset so that you can really get out of athletics what you want out of it. Um, you know, and, and that's what I've tried to do. And, and it was a lot easier, to be honest, late in my career than it was early, you know. I think some of it's maturity. I think some of it's winning, you know. I, I guess the question I always ask myself, you know, because my first eight years or so, you know, I, there were years where I was two or three games over 500. Um, maybe one year that I was under 500, but usually we were right around that 500 mark and that's not really good enough for me. It's not where I wanted to be. And then, you know, so the question is if, if 23 years later, if I would have still been a 500 kind of team coach, would I have learned those lessons or does winning soften you because you understand, you know, could have not happened. All the greatest wins we've ever had could have not happened. Is it really that important? Do you really control it? And I'm not sure we do. I just think it's, you know, so you look back on all that and you just say, um, you grow as a coach and as a person and you realize that you just have to, to play out the string and, and let what happened happen. And then at the end, you know, you sort it all out. And I think with some of the winning, it matured me and made me realize that 
what it's about isn't necessarily the winning, although that is great and we all love that. It's more about the connections you make with kids. It's more about doing it with class. It's more about the connections you make with other teams and coaches um, and other players. So, you know, I don't know had that, had we continued to lose all the time, if I would have come to that realization, you know what I mean? So that's why I think a lot of times when coaches consistently lose and go through losing, they don't usually coach that long because it's very trying personally. Um, kids, same thing. I mean, I hear kids all the time, even at my, my son's age, I don't like to lose. I hate to lose. And when they start to lose, they don't want to play. And it's just like, you have to kind of separate that. Nobody likes to lose, but you have to separate that and remember why you're playing the game in the first place. For sure. Absolutely. But I wanted to ask one more thing is if I want to ask if there are any young athletes listening to this podcast, is there anything you would want to tell them? So, you, you know, the, the only bit of wisdom, you know, in terms of young athletes working hard and always giving your best, certainly they can hear that from anyone. But the biggest thing that I want to bring to the table and maybe tell young kids is that as an athlete, as a coach, you're going to make mistakes. There are going to be times where you allow the competition to rise to a level where it should not be. And you end up saying things, doing things that you're incredibly embarrassed about afterwards. But you remedy that by not letting it happen again and by talking it out and, and apologizing and, and moving on. And it's okay to get so frustrated that you say or do something that you're embarrassed about, but apologize and you move forward and you learn from it. And that's what I think I want to know because it's not easy um, being an athlete and being a Christian. It's a challenge because there are times where you let the competition become more than it should be. Um, but you have to have a good head on your shoulders and recognize and move forward. And sometimes young kids perhaps don't have that maturity level like I didn't as a young coach maybe to, uh, you know, to learn from it. So I think that's what I would like to help young kids do. It's okay to make mistakes. We learn from them, we get better and we move forward. That's good. And I bet you were able to impart that on the kids you coached and obviously your own kids as you're kind of helping them now. So um, that's a work in progress, I would have to say. <laughs> um, certainly we're trying to, uh, we're trying to make sure that, uh, that, you know, my son and his teammates at Roxbury understand that. You know, I always tell the kids, you never get too high, you never get too low. Because when you get too high, you think you're way better and an ego becomes involved and when you're too low, um, you get frustrated and sometimes you say, say things or do things you don't mean. So just stay somewhere in the middle and never let the, the situation overwhelm you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for, again, for agreeing to talk with me today about this. I was very curious to hear from you and yeah, thank you so much. Good, good. I hope, hopefully it was useful or helpful to someone and, and that's, that's good enough for me.